Man, thanks for choosing. Thank you for choosing Beecher Island as the doors to walk through. It is good. It is a blessing to gather together, all of us, uh, as one in Christ. Man, what a blessing. What a blessing it is to fellowship, to sing praises together, and do it so freely. We, we don't have to worry, for the most part, worry about anything in that, right? I mean, it's just so free, and what a blessing that is that we get to do this. And, and it is it is good. It is good for sure. I tell you, I say it all the time, but I feel so blessed to be, be part of this church because of what this church stands for. Christ. That's what we're all about. And His Word. Because we are an independent, non-denominational, Jesus-loving, Bible-preaching church. And we stand in His Word. And we preach from His Word. We study His Word. And we encourage you to bring His Word and not let it be a book that collects, collects dust on your shelf. Use it. Read it. Mark in it. Don't feel like you've got to keep it all prim and proper. No, use it up. Use it up. A used up Bible. What's the saying? A used up Bible is someone who is true in Christ. I know I messed that up, but man, use up your Bible. Uh, let, it, let it be duct taped together by the time you're all done with it. And, and marked up and colorful by the time you turn all the pages. Uh, let it be that way. It is good. God's Word is given to us. And it is good. So use it. Bring it with you. Uh, study it. And when I get it wrong, tell me about it. Because I want to be in His Word. I want to be right in His Word. And if I'm wrong in it, I want to know about it. And I want to fix it and be about Him. So today, we're in John 13. John 13. And we, we read all of John 13 last week. We've been in it for a couple of weeks. We're going to be in verses 30 through 38 today. John 13, 30 through 38. Let's read it. Turn there with me. You have your Bible. John 13. <clears throat> 30 through 38. As soon as Judas had taken the bread, he went out, and it was night. When he was gone, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in Him, God will glorify the Son in Himself and will glorify Him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for Me, and just as I told the Jews, so I tell you now, where I am going, you cannot come. A new commandment I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this all men will know that you are My disciples if you love one another. Simon Peter asked him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus replied, where I'm going, you cannot follow now, but you will follow later. <clears throat> Peter asked, Lord, why can't I follow you now? <clears throat> I'll lay down my life for you. Then Jesus answered, will you really lay down your life for me? I tell you the truth, before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. A lot packed into a few short verses there. Uh, and we're going we're gonna to try to break them down, but let's first go to Him in prayer. Father God, I thank You for this morning. Thank You for Your Word. I thank You for Your love, Your forgiveness, Your mercy, Your grace. We are so blessed by You, and I thank You that we can stand in that. We can know when we come to You, we are forgiven. 
That when we come to You and confess You, Jesus, as our Lord, and know that God raised You from the grave, that we will be saved. That we will have life in You. Lord, I pray this morning that we take to heart what's, what's in John 13. In verses 30 through 38, I pray we take it to heart. We, we soften our heart and we just let Your Word be in us and move us and come bring us to a closer relationship with You. Lord, I thank You for Your Word and I pray we take it seriously. In Jesus' name, Amen. You know, I think... Uh, I know that God's timing is amazing. His detail orchestration is phenomenal. Beyond my imagination. We've been in the study of John for over a year now. And the day before Valentine's Day, he has me read. He has me read a new commit. Wait a minute. Men, Valentine's Day is tomorrow. Okay? Men, focus. <laughs> Valentine's Day is tomorrow. I understand. It is, it is. A new commandment I give to you. <clears throat> that you love one another, even as I have loved you. That you also love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. His detailed orchestration is amazing. Now, I know that the world tells you to love, you know, your significant other, wife, husband, girlfriend, boyfriend, on Valentine's Day, but... No, no, don't just listen to the world. Let's listen to God's Word. We're going to talk more about that in a minute, but... And I forgot to tell you that announcement. I'm kind of just... Whoa. I have like... Christy and I have like 20 people at our house this morning. So forgive us when we run out after church today, okay? Just just know, know that. But it's good. we got lots of people at the house. But, but okay, so let, we'll, we'll come back to the love part. Let's, let's back up just a little bit. Let's, let's go back to the top of this where, where, where Judas, Judas leaves the upper room. He leaves and he goes to do what he's going to do. But as soon as he leaves, I feel like there's this intimacy that takes over the upper room. There's this, this intimacy that, that just comes out in, the, in this conversation with those that Jesus loves. The tension was gone. And he starts with, now the Son of Man is glorified and God is glorified in Him. He's restating what He said in John 12. In John 12, 23. In John 12, 23, He said, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. He reiterates it's His time. But the time has come. The Lord was anticipating the work of redemption which He was about to accomplish. When some people look at the death of Christ, they see defeat. There was no defeat in it. It was a means by which lost sinners could be saved. And it was followed by the resurrection and ascension. It was honored in it all. There was great honor in it all. And in turn, God is glorified by the work of the Savior. He's glorified in that. Church, I want you to see in this that, that it proclaimed Him to be a holy God who could not pass over sin. And yet a, a loving God who did not desire the death of any sinner proclaimed how He could be a just God yet be able to justify sinners. Every attribute of deity was magnified at Calvary. 
magnified at Calvary. Jesus is laying it out here as well, as well that where glory belongs. And in, in 1 Peter 4.11, Peter even ties in, in, in even more. He says, if anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies. This is it right here. That in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To whom belongs the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Forever and ever is what it's saying. And forever and ever, the glory belongs to God. And Jesus goes on in verse 32, If God is glorified in Him, God will also glorify Him in Himself and glorify Him immediately. It says immediately. Well, what's being said here is that God will make sure that, at the, that the appropriate honor is given. Is given to His beloved Son. And He says that glory will be given immediately. It will happen without delay. God the Father fulfilled this prediction of the Lord Jesus by, by raising Him from the dead and, and seating Him in His right hand in heaven. God would not wait until the kingdom would be ushered in. Now, immediately. He glorified His Son immediately and that's exactly what He did. And we'll, we'll get more to that as we continue on in John, but... Jesus says this. Uh, let me back up. He, he gets so intimate with his disciples. For the first time, he addresses them a little bit different. He calls them little children. Now, if I addressed the adult Sunday school class as little children, you, you might all get offended. You, if you address me as a little child, I might get offended. <laughs> it takes years away. That's right. It takes years away. But it, you know what? It was a term of endearment. It was a term of love. He was, he was pouring out his heart. He was just showing the affection to them. But this term was not used until Judas left. This term was not used until he left and then he addressed those who truly loved him as little children. And then he told them that he was only going to be with them for a little while longer. And then Jesus lays out the truth to him. He says, you will seek me, and as I said to the Jews, where I'm going, you cannot come. This is the first time of a couple times that Jesus lays this out to his disciples. He says it in John 14, 19. John 14, 19 says, a little while longer, and the world will see me no more, but you will see me because I live. You will live also. And then again in John 16. So turn over there with me. John 16 is going to be 16 through 22. And he adds to it. We're going to get to chapter 16 in about a year. But we'll... Joking. But we'll come back to, to it. But I want to read it now because he, he lays it out in detail for us right here. John 16, 16 through 22. And I, I thought it was important to just tie this all in this morning. John 16, 16 through 22 says, A little while and you will not see me. 
And again, a little while, and you will see me because I go to the Father. Then some of his disciples said among themselves, What is this that he says to us? A little while, and you will not see me. And again, a little while, and you will see me. And because I go to the Father, they said, Therefore, what is this that he says? A little while. We do not know what he is saying. Now, Jesus knew that they desired to ask him, and he said to them, Are you inquiring among yourselves about what I said? In a little while, and you will see me. And again, a little while, and you will see me. Most assuredly, I say to you, that you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice. And you will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will be turned into joy. A woman, when she is in labor, has sorrow because her hour has come. But as soon as she has given birth to a, the child, she no longer remembers the anguish. I don't understand that. But I'm glad it is. Because he says, for joy that a human being has been born into the world. Therefore, <clears throat> you now have sorrow. But I will see you again and your heart will rejoice. Rejoice. And your joy, no one will take from you. Your joy, no one will take from you. Now I want to finish with what Jesus was saying in verse 33 of John 13. He says, where I'm going, you cannot come. So now I say to you, a new commandment I give to you. That you love one another. As I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. By no means is this a new commandment. It's not what he's saying. But in this, Jesus was laying out that in his absence, that in his absence, they were to be governed by the commandment of love. There was a point in time this was not new because the Ten Commandments gave the command to love your neighbor. Well, first love God, then love your neighbor. The commandment's always been there. Church, it's also new. It's also new as explained in the verse. Let me back up. It's a new commandment in this verse that it, it's new because now the Holy Spirit was going to empower to love like this. To be able to obey this command. It was new and that it was superior to the old. Because the old said love your neighbor but the new says love your enemy. But just as the verse says, it called for a higher degree of love. It was new in the, in the degree of love in which it's calling you to have. He says, as I have loved you, as I have loved you, that you also love one another. This is a degree of love that cannot be achieved alone. It can't be, be achieved if you live in the flesh. It's impossible. Impossible. 
I want you to think of the degree of love that you're being asked to love in this. Answer the question. How much has Jesus loved you? How much does Jesus love you? Man. Sometimes I can't even fathom how much love this is. I can't fathom how much love that Jesus has for me. How much He has loved me. Even when I've wronged Him over and over and over again, the, the unconditional love that is just continually poured on to me. When I really stop and think about it, I, I just want to well up. Because of the love that is just continuous. But when I really stop and think about how much He loves me, I, I have a peace that comes over me. A peace that comes over me that is so great I can't explain it. When I stop and think about it, I have a joy that comes over me that is so great that I can't explain it. When I think about His love, I have a confidence in my God that, I, that is so great I, I can't explain. So how I do explain it is, oh, how He loves me. Oh, how He loves me. And that's how we're to love one another. That's how we're to love one another. We can only love like this when we deny the flesh and allow the Holy Spirit in us to pour that love out. And he says, by this all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. How important is that? Man. Jesus did not say that all will know that you are my disciples if you come to church every Sunday. No, I wish it did. Maybe we'd be a little... I'm, I'm joking. That's not what it says at all. It doesn't say... You, people will know that you are my disciples if you wear a cross around your neck and put a bumper sticker on your car. It doesn't say that you, people will know that you are my disciples if you carry your Bible around unmarked up. It doesn't say, it doesn't say that... It, People will know that you are my disciple if you just love the ones that love you. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say that at all. No, he said if you have love for one another. If you have love for one another, the same love that Jesus has for you, you have on others. That's how people will know that you're my disciple. Anyone can profess to be a Christian. It's the sad truth. Anyone can profess to be a Christian. <clears throat> but the true mark of a Christian is love for one another. Love for one another. But listen, this, is, this requires divine power. Divine power. And this power is only given to those who are indwelt by the Holy Spirit. How do you become indwelt by the Holy Spirit? You confess Jesus Christ as Lord. Confess Jesus Christ as Lord. Allow Him into your heart. Allow Him to be the Lord of your life. 
John 14, 21 says, He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Amen, amen. So church, as we celebrate Valentine's Day tomorrow, don't, just, don't let Valentine's Day, number one, be the day that you pour out love on your significant other. No, you better do that every day. Every day. Every day. But how about we let Valentine's Day be a day that we pour out love on everybody. And then every day following that, we pour out love on everybody. Everybody. Not just pour out love on the ones that the world tells us to love. But everybody. And as I said in our adult class, our adult Sunday school class, and we all talked about it when we were in our study of love. Love is an action. Love is an action. So, I'm going to give you a challenge again this week. It may go along with the challenge I gave you a couple weeks ago, though. Love somebody. Love somebody that's not expected. Love somebody, or how about everybody around you? And that's not easy. But we have the power in us that allows us to do that. Turn it loose. Don't put it in a box. Don't close the door on it. Let the power that is indwelt in you love somebody. Love somebody. It may go back to a football show. Pour it out. Man, I think that's where we fall short. I must speak for myself. That's where I fall short. Loving all. It's easy to talk about, but it's another thing to put in action. But let's be focused on it. Let's not let it just be words, but let us be something that we strive for. And when our flesh tells us to be mad, be angry, not love, turn it around. Love people. Love people. Just as Christ loves us. Amen? That's what He calls us to do. So let's strive to do that. And if you're walking without Jesus, it's going to be impossible. So today's the day. Today's the day. If you haven't confessed Jesus Christ as Lord, today's the day to allow Him into your heart. To confess Him as Lord. To know that God raised Him from the dead. And He says, you will be saved. And He says, when you come to Me, I come to you. And the Holy Spirit will live in you to be able to allow you or to, to give you the strength, the power, the love that you have to have in order to love as Christ calls us to love. Don't just read it. Don't let it just be words. Let it be an action. And if you're already doing it, Awesome. But if not, let's be about it. Let's be about being disciples of Jesus Christ. And it starts today. It starts today. Yeah. If you are confessing Jesus Christ for the first time today, talk with me. I want to pray with you. If you've accepted Him but you've not been baptized, just as Tucker said, next week, there's going to be some water up here. 
And if you want to get in that water and be baptized, let's talk. Seriously, let's talk. And if we don't talk, bring your shorts next week because we can talk up here, all right? <laughs> bring your shorts next week. <laughs> it's going to be good. All right. Man, if you need prayer this morning, come and pray with me. That's what we're here for. Man, I want to pour out love on you, okay? That's what we want to do here. It's not about being ashamed to come up here and ask for prayers because you know what every one of us need them. If we're honest with ourselves, we'd all just gather up here at that first song. <laughs> Amen? There's not one of us that don't need prayers. But if you want them this morning, come up here. Elders, some elders will be in the back too. If you just want to go to the back and pray with them, they'll be back there. Come up here and pray. We want to be with you. We want to lift you up. We want to cover you in love and lift you to Christ. Let's go to Him in prayer. Father God, I thank You for this morning. I thank You for all that You do. I thank You for Your love. It's amazing. I, as I said, right, I can't fathom it. When I think about Your love, I, I struggle fathom, fathoming Your love, but I know in Your love, it's amazing. And, and I can't even explain the, the way my heart feels when I stop and think about the love that I'm covered in. And Lord, I thank You for it. And I pray that everybody here today knows that love and allows it to overflow. Jesus, You call us to, to love one another, to love others, and I pray that we just let that pour out, that we don't hold it back. Lord, take that choice away from us and let Your love just overflow through us and let it just pour on people, all people around us. Lord, I thank you that we can love like that in you. In you, Lord. Help us to deny our flesh. Pick up a cross and follow you. And let that love overflow. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.